Welcome to episode number 26 of the Power 5 podcast. On this week's episode, we rank the top five concerts that we have ever seen. Brant Christian and Colin are here to help me to do that. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, Father. Good to be here. Yeah, good to have you guys. Everybody's looking mighty svelte tonight. Colin, uh, you're in your bed as normal, covered up, I'm assuming. I mean, it's July. It's cold. Look, I'm one of these. I mean, I, I don't know how y'all are, but if I'm like laying around, lounging around, I've typically just got a blanket on. <laughs> it is what it is. I, mean, I agree. Strange. I'm a blanket guy, but I feel like Colin's been in that position all day. You work from there, right? <laughs> oh, no. Caleb, how was your Not trip? Did you have a good road trip with the fam? Had a good time, man. We got to see Chet Kaufman off the list. I, You know, I am bad luck to any of the home teams that I go watch play. Uh, we know. My beloved yeah. Braves. Yeah, Including I mean. Including the Braves. Yeah, the Twins beat up on Kansas City pretty good. But, yeah, hey, turned into a pretty patriotic road trip. Got to see Rushmore. Checked out some um, – you know, July 4th festivities in Kansas City, St. Louis. Uh, it was a good trip, man. Had a good time. Everybody. What, check it do you out have uh, any anything to report on the – what were you going to try, the barbecue or something? Yeah, barbecue in KC, right? Yeah. The only time that I was in Kansas City, we went to a World War One museum – fourth of july thing it was out on their lawn and they had a bunch of food trucks but no kc barbecue food trucks which i was a little bummed about oh yeah and then at the ball game when all american man had hot dogs and ice cream here to well, give us uh, a rating on kaufman yeah it was nicer than i thought they didn't sell a ton of tickets that day so i can't say anything about the energy of the game as far as kids though man they had a little pass that that you could purchase and the kids had a good time i mean it was hot that day it was like 88 so we got to take some breaks and go back to the splash pad and all that so that was fun that's a good break if if you've got kids at the game colin i understand that you are not a fan of the kids at the game so you would probably appreciate the fact that they had something like that i'm fine as long as they bought a ticket both of my kids had purchased tickets. Yes, I Good. did purchase two tickets for them. Good. That's how it should be. <laughs> yeah. But Coffin, yeah, cool, cool little stadium right next to Arrowhead. So I didn't realize that until I pulled in the parking lot. Did you see Andy Reid shirtless uh, sweating on the practice field? Oh, my gosh. That would have been incredible. I would have loved that. Maybe not. But you can imagine what it would be like if he was. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Must have. Kevin, I got to give a shout out to to your uh, to your boy, your son for uh, showing Colin how to accurately finish his food, his cups, his creams, his cereals. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, so for any of our new listeners that is that have not listened to, I think it was like episode eight or nine, we ranked our top cereals. Colin basically told everyone that he never drinks the milk out of the – you know, his bowls of cereal, whatever's left. It doesn't matter what kind of cereal it is. He's not drinking the milk, essentially, even the delectable goodness of, of cinnamon toast crunch milk. But anyways, so my son, Asa, whether it's soup, whether it's cereal, heck, man, it could be a bowl of scrambled eggs, whatever's left at the bottom of the bowl, he's going to turn it up and take it down. So, yeah, I've started taking pictures every time I catch him and send it to Colin. And but at this point, he's doing it to spite Colin, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't – who eats eggs in a bowl? He's just doing it now to be cocky. I like it. That was too much. Too much on the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Well, hey, good good thing that um, we are ranking some music tonight, a beloved topic and subject of ours. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think Florida Georgia Line is going to get brought up tonight unless some of you guys have seen them live. But we are, we do have some good good stories otherwise, I'm sure. So I've got a couple questions. I've got a game tonight. Obviously, I'm going to throw some today in history as well. we got some interesting things. Big shout out to Richard Simmons, Colin's favorite fitness instructor. He's 73 today. Uh, we I'm are just waiting on him to pop up a Peloton class. He, he's probably going to. <laughs> uh, it is July 12th, by the way, this day of recording. So we'll get to some today in history in just a second. But, hey, I did want to to know, what is the last concert you guys have been to? I don't know if you've been since they've started, you know, acts have started playing live again or if it's been since, you know, if it was before COVID. Dude, yeah. So I'm somebody who – multiple concerts a year i mean pretty much anywhere from charlotte to atlanta and in between if there's anybody decent coming to the upstate i'll go i mean i've seen the likes of post malone when he came to simpsonville to zach brown over a decade ago when nobody really cared about him on a clemson spring game so i will tell you it's been rough that's one of the worst parts for me i mean i know last year was rough there were a lot of things but the last concert I went to was actually November of 2019. Little Chris Stapleton uh, at the Bon Secours Wellness Arena there, and I didn't know that that would be one of my last concerts I'd go to for almost two years, man. That, but I, I had a little run there. I went to a lot of concerts that year, but man, that that was tough. Good show though. That's a good last show before COVID, right there. Yeah, I mean, if that was the last one, I could have gone out. It'll be yeah. all right. I think my last show was Dead and Company in Atlanta. Uh, shout out Dilworth. Great With John show. Mayer at the helm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to accompany you guys on one of those Dead and Co. shows. I've you really not did. seen them, but. Got two coming up this year. They seem pretty solid. You got to bring your own gummy worms. Was that like the week after the Charlotte show, Brent? Yes. Okay. Then yeah. that would have been my last one as well. Okay. Dead and Co. in Charlotte. So. Brand, did I hear you correctly? You've got two tickets already for two upcoming Dead & Co. shows? Well, typically I try to circle anytime they come to Atlanta and Charlotte now. So um, they're coming. The The tour dates were released. I don't think tickets are on sale yet, but tour dates were released like a month ago. So gotcha. they'll be coming to Atlanta and Charlotte. They had two shows at Wrigley, which would be phenomenal. Now, are these dates going to be next summer since they do outdoor shows? Or yeah, No, nah, I think they're in the fall. I'll have to look at that. All right, cool. Can maybe I give spring, you my – Maybe spring next year. Can uh, I tell you the best concert I didn't get to go to? Yes. So, and I regret this today, and I will for the rest of my life because rest in peace, this guy's no longer with us. George Jones. I agree. <laughs> Colin, Colin, wait your turn, okay? It wasn't, but this guy, in my opinion, is one of the most iconic in rock and roll history. So in 2010, I had two tickets in the front section to see Mr. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Ended up not being able to go to the show, gave Dilworth my tickets. He sold them to some old guy who was a big fan. That was, I don't know what year Tom Petty passed away, but to me, Tom Petty's one of the goats. He's on a rock and roll Mount Rushmore somewhere. And I regret to this day that I didn't get to see that guy live. I mean, that would have been heck of a show. Yeah, no doubt. Golly. And where was this? Did I miss it? It was going to be in Charlotte. The venue outdoor. Was in Charlotte. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 
I've had Garth rescheduled twice due to COVID, but I think we're locked and loaded for September. I heard that. Is he doing okay? <laughs> hey, have y'all ever purchased a ticket to see a show and you're embarrassed about it? For instance, okay, I don't know if I'm really embarrassed about it, but it just doesn't line up with the types of shows that I tend to go see. By the way, my last concert before covid or my last show period was a, a lauren daigle show is february 2020 i'm sure we were passing it around that evening in the in the bon secours that evening but anyways the band that comes to mind for me at least uh that i'm surprised that i purchased a ticket to go see it was a show in charlotte with one republic and the script about that yes wow okay which uh, wow i mean one republic lives on but the script you know they're no longer with us the Irish dudes. Yeah. I had no idea about who the script were. I just knew a little bit about one Republic, but the script, uh, as soon as I heard that song hall of fame that they had, I was like, Oh, the, it's these guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyways, that's, that's my show. Y'all got any weird ones that just stand out as kind of like, what the heck was I doing? I dead do dead and co for Colin. For Colin. Yeah, man. <laughs> Anything <laughs> not Colin. George Jones is kind of off, off the radar for Colin. I mean, he was uncomfortable. There's no question. <laughs> Let's not. I don't want to have any spoilers, but let's not spend too much time here right now. Well, right. well let me tell you that I am not. I'm not 100 percent proud of this. I don't even know if you guys know this fella, but so my wife and I have tickets for a concert in Charlotte in October, which will be about two years since my last show, and it's a uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's dating Megan Fox. Pretty cool guy. Does he have uh, face tattoos? Absolutely. He's got yeah. long blonde hair, face tats. He, he a, he's a heck a of a talent. Or is not he a anymore. Not anymore. He had the number one alternative album of 2020. Uh, he's basically, he got Travis Barker from Blink-182 to do all his tracks. So it's like if Blink-182 and Paramore had a baby and put Travis Barker on the drums and put this guy on there, every one of his songs is catchy. And it's so probably nice. just going to be a bunch of like teeny boppers out there, but Anyways, so not 100% proud, but tickets were not cheap. I can tell you that much. What's a Machine Gun Kelly ticket run? In the lawn, you're looking at like 220. Wow. <laughs> no I mean, our, our, let's just say that like, I think we, it, maybe not that much, but it's going to be about 400 bucks for two tickets. Wow. Mm. I hope it's good. It's going to be great. I, I mean, for Garth. look, you, do you know what tickets cost today? You're going to pay oh, that for higher. Garth. They're high. Listen, I paid like <laughs> 60 bucks after, after fees. Now 60 bucks for lawn tickets for Brooks and Dunn. So 60 feels like a, a deal. I'm pretty Under sure the neon moon. I'm okay. pretty sure we paid about three bucks for the Pearl jam. Three and, bucks. And, uh, where did we see him at first? Baltimore, Baltimore. Baltimore Are you yeah. kidding me? I mean, in the rafters, in the rafters. I don't care. I would pay for Popper, that. Caleb, Caleb probably like 40 to, bucks. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Great. They were cheap. That was a good. Time. Open, open my world up. I'm excited. Yeah, that got brand going, too. man. Yeah, I am too. I'm excited about a little Pearl Jam. Hopefully, they get some shows on the books here. I'm excited for Temple of the Dogs reunion with Cornell. And- oh my gosh. <laughs> Too soon. Rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Peace and peace. All right. Hey, before we get to our game tonight, let's go a little today in history. Like I said, it's um. Richard Simmons, 73rd birthday. Hey, in the spirit of the Olympics coming up, now this happens to be the Winter Olympics, but Christy Yamaguchi, she turns 50 years old today. Happy birthday. Wow, take a bow, making me feel old. Big 50. Hey, Rachel Brosnahan, 
uh, turns 31 today. Underrated actress, maybe? What y'all think about What's her? What's she in? She's Doug Stamper's lady friend of oh. House of Cards. Uh, yeah, she's got Marvelous for that. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh. Uh, uh, you know what I'm talking the about? Le- she's the lead in Marvelous Maisel? Correct. Oh, okay. I like her. Yeah. Yeah, that's Rachel Brosnahan, 31 today. Wow. 31 years young. That's right. Good All right. Hey, also today marks the anniversary back going all the way back to 1804 that Alexander Hamilton was shot or by Aaron Burr, Vice President Aaron Burr. He happened to die today, but um, he was shot the day before. He was shot on July the 11th, I believe is what I'm reading here. But hey, here's a hot take. Brian, I think you kind of know this. Maybe you've mentioned it or share that same opinion, but Hamilton, the musical, a little overrated, I feel like. It took the nation by storm, that's for sure. It did. I mean, talent, no doubt. I mean, they rap for like two straight hours. Which yeah, is it's, it was an interesting concept for sure. All right, here we go. The Rolling Stones, 1962. We've mentioned them several times on the pod. First ever concert back in 1962 at the Marquee Club in London. Kevin, what was that like? Man, that's good. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Hey, 1960, everybody's favorite toy when they were about eight years old, maybe a little bit younger. I don't know. The Etch a Sketch Magic oh, yeah. Tree drawing toy. Oh, yeah. I was going to guess makes the it debut. 1960. Yeah. I was going to guess the potato head. I just I wasn't was sure his pronouns. Original Stretch Armstrong. Oh. Hey, we've got one of doors. Dilworth's favorite movies, Point Break debuts in the theaters 30 years ago. Today it's Whoa. the first one. You got with Keanu and Patrick Swayze. Come Surfing on. movie? Something. Surfing yeah. movie. Yeah, man. I gotta, that's been a while. That's good stuff. Rest in peace, Patrick. Halloween number 47 or however many uh, <laughs> Halloween movies there have been. The Resurrection Halloween. Colin, you like these horror movies. Those I saw that. In the theaters 2002. Jamie Lee Curtis, man, in there. And Elo Cool. No, he was in the previous. I saw that one. Buster Rhymes was in it. I went to the Easley Movie Theaters, and I think CJ Spiller might have been in front of me. I don't know. Shout out to CJ. Interesting. Hey, last but not least, everybody's one of everybody's favorite game shows, Family Feud, debuts July twelfth, nineteen seventy six, on ABC. And Steve Harvey had hair. Oh my god! No, he wasn't. Hey, have you ever watched some of these old school episodes of Richard Dawson hosting? Oh yeah. Oh man, that's Everything who I grew up on. Would definitely be not allowed now. But anyways, oh, yeah, Dickie today Dawson, in yeah. history, another edition. Great. Job. That was good, Kevin. I always appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know. Enriching. Find it, yeah, find it interesting. Hey, so we haven't had a compelling game long. and rich. Off camera or off the recording time, Colin's not been too happy because Colin has the lead in games. I don't even remember the last time we played, but Colin's got three wins so far. And if you, again, go back to the serial episode, uh, we we have a Captain Crunch shirt on the line for the first person that gets to five. So Colin's at three games. Y'all been trying to ice me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going to give you (laughs) a shot to get to four. I've got two. Christian's got two. Brant. Is that one or two? But uh, he says that we can lock him in at one. So we'll go with that. Prince <laughs> with one. Christian and Kevin. Pretty at sure it's one. at three. It so, took me months to get my first one on the board. So what? What was the game? Do you even remember that? It had, I think it maybe maybe it was country music. Okay. I don't know, Colin. I don't, Colin's looking like there ain't no way. <laughs> I don't All know. Right. Maybe it was something sports related. I don't remember. 
Well, here's the game. Since we're talking concerts tonight, I went to odyssey.com. I'd never been to Odyssey, but this was what Google kind of pulled up. All right. And it has an article featuring the nine largest concerts ever in the United States. Okay. Festivals do not count. Multi-day shows do not count. We're talking about headliners, one night in a venue, ticketed event. Okay. Not free at all. So, anyways, I've got the top, I've got a list of the I've got a list of the top nine shows here. Here's a hint. Here's a hint. There's a band on here that is on here multiple times. Okay. So if you say this particular band, it is possible to guess this band again as a way to get additional points. Okay. So here's here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give everybody five guesses. We're gonna go in order here. Colin, you're in the lead. So I'm gonna let you go first, then Christian, then Brant. Colin, I'm gonna let you guess a band, a singer that you feel like is going to be on this list. Okay. The top nine biggest concerts ever in the United States. So after everybody guesses five bands, whoever has the most uh, off of this list wins the game everybody understand and i'm, sure. I'm assuming we can guess the same yes you can okay well i'll, I'll tell you what though i will right? let you yeah all time i'll let you know if it's a point though if you get it okay so we're gonna guess well, one at a time for instance like like nirvana is not on this list but if you were to say all right for guess number one i'm gonna say nirvana i'll be like all right colin that's correct you get a point for that but yeah. then you could waste a point well, you could waste an attempt to say that same band name because they, they could be on there twice. Correct. There's well, only I'm one. Con- I'm confused. How, how is that? How, how, but I'm going to go first and guess a, and guess a, a band. Right. Correct. So All if right. you guess Nirvana and you get a point for that, Christian could technically on his first guess, guess Nirvana too. Because I there's would. one, one artist is on here multiple times on this list. Just one though. <laughs> yeah. So basically once that band <laughs> is guessed, they're burnt. No. Except for one band. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. You ready to go? I guess when we discover that that we chose the the same artist twice, then there's no more repeats. It's just the one repeat. Or they could be on there more than twice. Oh, okay. They could not. Can you not disclose that? Are they on there three or are they on there three times? No, I'm not gonna tell you. I'll have to waste a guess if you want to find out. All right. Fair enough. All right, Colin, first guess. Beatles. Beatles is incorrect. Okay. Christian. Uh, Elton John. Elton John. Good guess. Incorrect. Dang. Brent. Michael Jackson. Great <clears throat> guess. Incorrect. All right. You too. You. you too is on there. Ding, ding, ding. One point for Colin. Christian. Um, Prince. Prince is incorrect. All right, Colin, on, Colin with the lead so far, one point. Brant? Britney Spears. Great guess and correct. Mm. Colin, back to you. You're up one to zero to zero after two guesses. I'm going to go with Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks is on the list. Mm. All right, let me just real quick give you a couple facts here. I forgot to do this with you two. So you two comes in at number three, Colin with 97,000 attendees at the Rose Bowl back in 2009. Garth. Has Let me the, guess. Go ahead. Uh, Central Park. Uh, no, that's incorrect. Uh, the Notre Dame show, and I think that's probably because it's a ticketed event. 84K back in 2018, that Notre Dame show. 
the seventh. So Collins uh, got two points through three guesses. Christian? Eminem. Eminem's incorrect. <laughs> Brand. Right, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess U2 again. I think U2 is on the list again. So U2 coming in at number four at MetLife Stadium back in 2011, 88,491. Collins got two. Brant's got one after three guesses. Colin? George Strait. George Strait is on the list at number two back in 2014 at AT&T Stadium, 104,793. Colin with three points through four guesses. Oh, my goodness. Didn't see this one coming. Christian? Uh, you too. You too is on the list yet again. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's got a point. You two coming in the five spot back in Philly in 1987, 86,145. You Just said they're the only ones on the, the, that's the only group on the list twice, right? Well, I didn't tell. I said that there was one band on the or list. Multiple times. Months, correct. Okay. Uh, so there's four choices left. There's four possible picks left. Uh, Brant, your fourth pick. I mean, I just got to keep going until it bucks me. U2 again. U2 is on the list again. I will tell you that ends that ends U2, okay? I'll, I'll disclose that. U2. Advantage, everyone. FedEx, like FedEx Field, 2009, 84,754. So, Colin, you've got a one-point lead over Brant going into the fifth pick. Hmm. I'm going to – I'm going to guess Chris Stapleton. That is incorrect. All right, so, Colin, you finish up with three points right there. It's pretty good out of five. Christian? The Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones is incorrect. Incorrect. So, Christian ends up with one point. Brent, you got to have this. All right. You two's burnt. I'm trying to think about big international bands. This is all time. Let me go with – What's the guy with the grovelly voice's name that sings the USA song? Well, we're not telling you. Boss. In the USA. <laughs> we need to guess. We need to guess. <laughs> that is my guess. It's him. No, you got to name it. That guy with the timer on it. USA. That's it. That's Pod the father. You can say the boss, right? Yeah. That That's the guy that sings. I need a name. I need. I need a name. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen is incorrect. Colin <laughs> with the win. Bust but is that right? Is, does Bruce Springsteen sing you? He does. All right, man, Colin <laughs> with a four. I mean, he's got four points. He's one game away from the Captain Crunch. Good luck squeezing into the Schmedium shirt. Hey, it's excellent. <laughs> I think, hey, just to let you know, so the shows that were not mentioned, Grateful Dead with the biggest show ever. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, you should be ashamed. 1977 in New Jersey, <laughs> 107,019 oh. people. Hey, I got <laughs> coming in the eighth spot, you've got Pink Floyd back in 19. Uh. I can't even read my hand right. I think it was 19. I have no idea. Pink Floyd with 75,250 in Columbus, Ohio. And then here's the shocker. Back Matchbox in 20. Back in 2000 at the Georgia Dome, the Backstreet Boys. Oh, uh, I was going to say that. 337. That's what I'm talking about. Colin, wow. congratulations. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Hey, without further ado, y'all ready to rank? 
Let's do it. All right. Let's so do I've it. Got, I've got Christian leading us off, Brant second, Colin third, and I will finish this up. Number five. All right, guys, we're ranking our top five concerts that we've attended here. Um, I'm going to have a, a pretty solid list. I'm a guy who loves going to shows. It's been almost two years since my last one. Uh, coming at number five for me, I'm going to give you the venue. Um, and really, my criteria is I'm just rating it based off shows that I remember that have significance. And um, so number five for me, uh, this was actually 2014. It was about a month before I got married and it was in Asheville at the orange peel, which if you haven't been to a show there, I highly recommend it. And uh, this band is a band for me. That I've been listening to for the better part of 20 years. It was actually their 10 year anniversary of their album futures. It was Jimmy eat world, the futures 10 year anniversary tour I actually met Mr. Jim Adkins himself outside of the orange peel prior to the show. So coming in at number five, Jimmy eat world. Hey, what's that big hit that they've got? That was that song. It just takes some time. Yes. But that actually, they oh, did not yeah. play that. They and I was like, like thank middle. you. I didn't want them to play that. Interesting. They always end on that. But if you're like a, a hardcore person, you sure. don't want to hear that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you definitely want to hear that. <laughs> hey, nothing but deep cuts. That's right. Deep cuts. <laughs> Besides, that's right. All right. I like it, Christian. Uh, number five for me, I think to my. Well, look, I guess our criteria is very simple. Top five concerts we've ever been to. I was going to unpack my criteria, but that's it. All right. So um, number five, and this has a lot more to do with set and setting because it was just a phenomenal time. It, it was in Vegas. So you were just kind of hanging out at the casino, hanging out at the casino, hanging out at the casino, then boom, you just walk into a room and it's a concert. So I've never experienced anything like that. And that was just a, a cool show. It was uh, Brooks and Dunn with Reba McIntyre in Vegas. A little couple little fun facts about it. I believe like Ronnie Dunn's voice is angelic. I mean, he's saying, I believe, and it's, uh, that, I, that's, that was worth the, the price of admission alone. And then there was some kind of technical difficulty where there were some speakers out or something was going on. And Reba came out on stage and acapella led uh, the Star Spangled Banner and everybody just stood up and sang it with her. So it was just a cool, unique moment. So I had to make my list uh, a top five. Brooks and Dunn and Reba in Vegas. What, what what uh hotel was that at? Caesars, maybe. We that? stayed at Caesars, actually. I, I, I don't remember. Yeah, what was it, at Caesars? It doesn't get more American than that. I Man, mean, a little I acapella. It. So good. Just, so in good. The middle of a show, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number five for me. Um, and first let me let me just set the stage here. I haven't been to a lot of concerts. I came up with eight and i don't remember one's name if that tells you anything uh i had to try to guess it with bran earlier but i'm still not convinced that that was it with number for number five for me man this was a toss-up between the frat pack i unfortunately could not include them uh <laughs> it was not a ticketed event so i'm going at five with dead and company in charlotte and here's why that was a memorable concert Okay, for all the wrong reasons, but it was memorable. <laughs> I was robbed, had to witness very close drug use 
You were just, robbed? <laughs> North and I were robbed. We were scammed. Like uh, somebody took your wallet or something? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> told me to, to cash app some dude name i don't know what that i don't believe you can call that a robbery if dilworth asked you to cash out somebody whose name was very suspect i don't know that you can call that a robbery well dilworth robbed me then <laughs> um, fair enough just quite the cultural experience that night in charlotte it was about 110 degrees too that's what makes this show so good though man is those memorable moments and just the hilarity of it. So I appreciate the story. Right I heard there. they robbed you of your shirt and you had to stand shirtless. Would have fit in better than I did. <laughs> it was a cultural shock for Colin. There's no doubt about it. Love that. it. Love it. All right. So coming in at number five uh, for me, just, just real quick, I'm a little bit like Christian in that I've seen a decent number of shows that slowed down since we've had kids and plus just the skyrocketing prices of, live events anyways and so i've got i've gotten to the point now i really gotta like a, a group or a band to to go see them live and, and pay for a ticket but pretty easy ranking for me tonight with the exception of the five spot so i've like i said i've, I've seen a decent number of of folks and and i honestly wanted to include i don't know if you guys know him but a guy named amos lee in my list he played at the peace center a few years ago man um if you haven't checked him out listen to his red rocks album it's an unbelievable but but i didn't throw him in there i wanted to but i'm gonna throw in my first concert ever at the greenville auditor memorial auditorium you can't even go see a, a show in the building anymore because it's been demoed you know, I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, but it was no doubt the Goo Goo Dolls and Bush. That trio of a show. Wow. I was in eighth grade, so this would have been like 1995, I guess. My buddy Trey's mom took us all down to the concert. It was like an 8 o'clock show. She's like, I'll be at the Hyatt downtown at 11 o'clock. Just come meet me. Well, the show went on well past that, but afterwards, you know, this is before cell phones. Well, well past that, man. We just... Stayed in the show, stayed in the venue, uh, walked on down to the Hyatt right afterwards, and she was there waiting on us. But I'll never forget, man, it was an all-general admission show. So everybody, I mean, you could kind of come and go as you please, move amongst the floor, go into the stands, whatever you wanted to. But me and Gwen, we shared a moment that night. We, we, we kind of connected. So coming in at number five, 1995, no doubt, Goo Goo Dolls and Bush. That's incredible. That's, That's a great, like great three tour. iconic '90s band. Oh yeah, and Gavin Rosdale and Gwen Stefani were together. So. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what do you remember? Like, was it just after Tragic Kingdom or Sixteen Stone? Sixteen Stone, because Bush was the headliner. Good. What a great album yep. that is. Yeah, I remember sitting in art class. And we would sit there and debate, how are they going to play Glycerin? How are they going to play it? Are they going to, are they going to slow it down? Cause you know, on the, on the oh, album, yeah. there's the orchestra that they're playing with and we just, right, boom, right. they weren't going to play it with an orchestra. And so anyway, Gavin Rostell comes out and he just plays it by himself. He plays it like normal. So I, you know, we said slow or f we, we thought he was going to play it slow but it ended up sounding exactly the way it was minus the violins and everything but yeah that yeah. man everything's in oh goodness man what that, those are some great like, cuts in the 90s my my wife's first concert was also bush so number four 
Well, coming at number four for me, guys, I'm going to take us back. The year is 2008. I had just graduated Clemson. I think this was in September. I went down to Charleston with my cousins, a little family trip. Uh, There's a band that I was really into sort of my junior, senior year of high school and then into college. One of those bands that Dilworth and I really got into, I considered it a jam band, was literally buying all the live albums, uh, had first actually seen a show, um, I think it was my freshman year um, in college at Little John Coliseum, but this was actually at the, uh, I think it was called like the Family Tennis Magazine Circle, I don't know what it was, Uh, some venue in Charleston outdoors, the band OAR, I don't know if you guys ever used to listen to OAR, a little of a revolution, but the thing that made this concert so amazing you guys know anytime, anytime in the South, I mean, you could get a big old thunderstorm popping up. Well, this outdoor arena was on tennis courts, essentially. And all I remember was this huge storm coming through and, and all of us having to kind of take shelter. And then as it was subsiding, huge puddles and people literally diving into the puddles, getting arrested. And I just remember that live show just being amazing something about outdoor um if you've never seen oar live please watch some video clips on youtube there is they don't have a bad song and they don't need openers um it's to me just one of the best shows that i've been to uh so that's oar coming in at number four from charleston very nice i heard that i remember you and dilworth used to really be into oar i assume you still are i guess I mean, still into the old stuff, kind of stopped following them after they changed, like everybody kind of goes pop. But I popped in the live album back from the early to mid 2000s. That stuff still still slaps. Oh, yeah, their early stuff is really good. Um, Good pick there. Uh, Number four for me. So my wife, Logan, her favorite band, singer, songwriter. I mean, you put any category of any artist into a hat. This is her favorite artist all time. So we splurged a little bit, got floor seats, and it just ended up being a phenomenal concert. This was Bruno Mars in Charlotte. This little, at the time, little known uh, opener called, or named Dua Lipa. Baby, you've heard of her? Who is this? And now she's like a mega star (laughs) at this point. So it was just kind of cool now looking back on that, just kind of be everybody, you know, Logan and I were like, who, who is this Dua Lipa character? And she was, you know, kind of jumping all around Poppy, you know, not really my style, but then Bruno just killed it. Um, I mean, every song he played was great. His whole album that came out that year was, was phenomenal. So had to put it on the list. Number four, Bruno Mars in Charlotte. Solid, Brent. Uh, number four for me, man, Christian, uh, actually, I believe, was at this concert with me all the way back to the spring of 2014, Jimmy Buffett. Oh, uh, yeah. Parrotheads. Yeah, good little solid show. Nice night for it. Still uh, not too warm uh, in Charlotte that time of year. Nothing really else sticks out about it, but it was a good time. It was a fun show. I will say uh, the only regret was he didn't play the Pina Colada song, right? oh man all right coming in number four for me man this was back in high school at the bilo center at the time it was you know it's it's in its infancy 
And man, we got Aerosmith and I've always been an Aerosmith fan. I think they were touring the big ones album and I knew Steven Tyler and Joe Perry and crew were just going to bring the energy. I didn't know they were going to bring that much energy and they were old then. And I know they're incredibly obviously older now, but man, they still had a lot of life to them and they weren't just a bunch of old dudes playing. They were still just absolutely crushing it. Steven Tyler's voice had not kind of, gotten so raspy and warped and you know he he could still hit all of those notes and i just remember kind of splurging a little bit on some tickets for a high school kid and and i don't we didn't sit in the floor but we were definitely in the lower bowl and 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 pretty close to the stage but aerosmith coming in at the number four show this would have been around 1998 wow that's a good pick man you've seen some iconic bands i mean that's a that's solid dude that's because that's because i'm old we should hey, uh whatever you want to call it we should rank top five car concert songs to sing aerosmith would definitely be in my top five but go. i don't want to miss a thing oh yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> i like that love it number three well coming in at number three for me i'm gonna go to charlotte i'm gonna go to sort of the 2012 ish uh to 2015 i'm pretty sure every single july this gentleman and his band uh would come to town come to charlotte and i can remember every year getting tickets and one year specifically i remember i know dilworth was there probably dustin colin i'm not sure if you were uh this is dave matthews band live out there at the verizon wireless whatever you want to call it amphitheater it's changed names a thousand times i just remember there's a huge storm that came we all had to go out to our cars flooding rains it was crazy you have to wait in your car until you start to kind of hear music and i just remember hearing the violin start going and i was like all right let's get back in there i just remember going back into the show outdoor living it up enjoying a nice summer night after a thunderstorm little dave matthews band from charlotte and again i'm picking that one event but pretty sure for a few years there it was sort of an annual kind of thing so really can't beat it i mean i grew up on dave matthews band i mean i still if i can find them have cassette tapes from his first two albums so i'm not that much younger obviously um so anyway dave matthews band coming in at number three Christian, I'll put you on the spot. Do you have a favorite Dave Matthews song that you can point to? Uh, yeah, number 41. Boom. Now That's it. That's my favorite song. <laughs> that's the one, right? Yeah. Man, it is so good. I'm jealous yeah. of that concert. You know, that's a show that I'm surprised I haven't seen because he's got such a loyal following, and I've heard he's so good live. And But what are you doing uh, next week, Kevin? Hey, if he was in town, coming back to Charlotte, I'd, 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 I'd go check him out. But I don't know when he was in his prime and everybody was digging Dave Matthews. It's not that I dislike Dave. I just didn't, didn't like him as much as everybody else. So maybe that was a, no, I'm with you, Kevin. Like I liked him better when I was eight years old than when I was 18 years old because of the same thing. But then when I got into my mid to late twenties, for some reason, now I could appreciate it more and respect yeah. it more, and I didn't have to try to be cool. It was just more of like the music, you know. You can appreciate yeah. the music, the sax. Right. I mean, like, oh gosh, yeah, such a great band, man. It, it gets, I've been on a kick lately. I've been listening to a lot of them. Good pick there, Christian. I think I was actually at that show, and I think I'm I think you left early. Car. You took a car yeah. and left. <laughs> Number three for me. I'm taking it back to 2013. 
Mumford and Sons. Um, I, I, like, I, I was a fan of theirs, but I don't think I was like, it, this happens to me a lot. When I go see someone live, it's like, it, I just have such a good, you know, such an appreciation for them as artists. And so then I go down on these, down these rabbit holes afterwards. That was kind of one that took me by surprise. Like they were so talented. It was, it was just, you know, the, the concert was great all the way through their, their album at the time that they were kind of showcasing was just a cover to cover. So every song was great. They had a couple of good covers. So Mumford and Sons, number three. I love that brand. I, I love Mumford and Sons have not gotten to see them live yet. Definitely on my list have enjoyed even some of their newer stuff over the past few years. So yeah, definitely yeah. on the list. Coming in at number three for me all the way back to 2006, the fall Brant was actually, we went to this concert, a little double date action that night. If I remember correctly, Brant had to loan me $40 to go to dinner before <laughs> and at Red Lobster. Corey Smith, 2006 at the handlebar. <laughs> Another memory of that night is Vanderbilt beat Georgia that day. So the obviously pro Clemson, pro South Carolina crowd at the handlebar taunting Corey before he came out on stage that night. <laughs> wow. it's awesome. I feel like <laughs> man, he had some bangers back in the day. You know, I feel like Corey Smith's another one of those guys that I just must have missed out on because uh, I heard his name an awful lot, but just never listened to him. So, you were too old. I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Right. I, feel like, I feel like every time I was in Myrtle Beach, he was playing at the House of Blues uh, while I was down there, but never took it. Oh, yeah. He was everywhere in South Carolina, like in that 08 to 2010, 2011-ish. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that was in Simpsonville, too. Yeah. Handlebar, lawn at Clemson, lawn at Little John, you know, like a bunch of places. Simpsonville, he was yeah. everywhere. Those type venues. All right, number three, coming in at number three is Eric Church. This was, you know, I don't know, I guess like 2018 or so. I can't even remember what that was. Was it in Greenville? Yeah, it was in Greenville. It was May 6, 2017. Okay, May 6, 2017. All right, so at the time, I was not a huge Eric Church fan. I liked him, liked some of his songs, didn't love him. Uh, there was a fellow that I worked with, a good buddy of mine, Sandy. He – I had to get out of town for some reason, had two tickets, and he gifted them, them to me and, and my wife, Ashley. And anyways, man, I'll never forget that night, I found a sitter for the kids. We went to Taco Sushi, had some sushi before the show, went to go see Eric Church. And I'll tell you what, man, my mind was blown. At that time, Pearl Jam was the only group I had ever seen that, well, I guess Garth too, but Pearl Jam was the only group that I had seen that could come out with no opener, play a solid 35 song set list for three hours and just absolutely bring it for the entire three hours. Was not expecting what I got to see and what I got to hear that night. Just absolutely incredible. So Eric Church coming in at number three. Love gotta, it, Kevin. Got to get to one of his shows, man. I got to do it. You, you do it to. this December. Colin. December, yeah. And Bonds, of course. Number two. Well, coming at number two, I actually have a tie. And the first concert is the one Kevin just mentioned. I was at that show. Kevin and I were in the church choir together. Mm -hmm. Mr. Eric Church. He actually played 38 songs. And as Kevin mentioned, did not have an opener. Homeboy takes a little bit of a halftime, chugs a bottle of Jack, comes back out. He's just ripping it with hits like Talladega, like a wrecking ball, um, kill a word. 
creeping, you know, Springsteen, you name it. I mean, and I will tell you, Kevin, I'm like you, you know, I've become a bigger country fan over the past five years, but that show to me, like gave me so much respect for him that I still play older songs of his on my like current summer playlist uh, because the guy just kills it, man. He's a heck of a performer, but has great music. Just a, just a great all around guy tied for me with a show that I mentioned earlier. And um, so this was 2011 at a Clemson spring game right outside the stadium. Hard to kind of believe at this time that they would do a show there of this magnitude, but it was Zach Brown band. And honestly, like chicken fried had just come out. So, I mean, like they were still new enough, I guess that like, you know, I don't know what to expect, but I mean, that place was packed. And I just remember my wife and I had just started dating at the time, probably less than a year. And the song free came on. And I just vividly remember us being together, listening to Zach Brown band free. And just that moment, and 10 years later can still picture myself there. So it had to make my list, but church was so good. I had to put those bad boys in a tie at number two. Outstanding. And so good. Eric church is one of the best in the game. Although I was having this conversation with some guys the other night, his new sound is not great. It's not the last two albums actually. Right. And so I mean, he he was he's just a great singer songwriter. He he all his early stuff is phenomenal cover to cover. Now I just feel like he's trying too many new things, or I don't know what the deal is, but I'm not loving the new sound. Agreed. All right, number two. So for for my number one and my number two, I'm lumping the same artists into multiple shows. I'll I'll do a little bit more on the on number one, but uh, coming in at number two, Dead and Company. I've seen them several times. Dilworth opened me up to this. Like I didn't grow up a Grateful Dead fan at all. Um, I only knew their mega hits that were that you would just hear on you know all time lists and things like that. I didn't really know much about them. Dilworth took me to my first show, Dead and Company. He was a great host knew the history, taught me a lot on the drive up. And man, once I, once I got there and I was just in the, just shakedown street, it's like literally a trade street that sets up shop outside of dead and company shows. And there's, I mean, you've got girls with armpit hair selling burritos. You've got, you know, guys whittling stuff, and just selling figurines to just try to earn 80 or $90 to buy a ticket to the show. I mean, it's, it is a spectacle. And then you get to go in and experience the show itself. Uh, the music is phenomenal. I mean, some, you know, we're talking like 13, 15, 17 minute songs. Now that dead and company has, you know, it's the surviving members of, of the grateful dead with John Mayer and John Mayer. I had, I already had a level of respect for him before. He is a phenomenal guitar player and a great singer. And he just fits right in with them. I, I think there's an argument to be made that dead and company could be better than grateful dead. Both great, but I mean, it's just, his level of talent is off the charts. Every show I've been to, a Dead & Company show, has just been phenomenal. I look forward to it. And to answer your question, Kevin, October 2021, they'll be in Atlanta and Charlotte 
if you'd like to attend. October 2020, October and what, what'd you say? October, I'll, I'll get the dates, but okay. it's early October. Uh, right. And back-to-back nights, Charlotte and Atlanta. All right. Better watch your speed, Brent. Coming in at number <laughs> two for me, this is the first concert I ever went to. Unfortunately, I could not pinpoint the year based on some research. I'm thinking it was probably 1997. A little surprise from the grandparents. Thought we were going to do something different. Ended up in Little John Coliseum to see Leanne Rhymes opening up for the great Alan Jackson. Phenomenal show. Don't remember a ton of specifics about it, but man, you felt like that was the big time at that point. You know, 10 years old, seeing Alan Jackson. Wow. A little Chattahoochee. Absolutely. I like that. Did he rock the jukebox that night? Probably did. I love it, man. 10 years that's old. Good that's, stuff. A, that's a young young concert goer right there all right coming in at number two for me iconic you know just crushing it colin you've mentioned seeing him coming up in september but i've got garth got to see him i guess i don't again i don't even remember what the year was but it was down in atlanta phillips arena i remember being so stoked about garth that night he played two shows he played one at like seven o'clock i went to the first one and then he played again at like 10 30 or 11 and i just remember that being such a sicko thing to do man but i got home from atlanta that night and was wide awake and was following on twitter that second show and the second show ended up going longer than the first show just the energy that he brings the crowd interaction i mean every single person that goes to a garth show i feel like knows every single word so it ends up being just a big old sing along and so so much fun i I remember he opened up with with something off of a new album that nobody knew right and he quickly like got out of that and and went straight to his hits which was which was fun and just the feeling i got and have always loving garth put him at number two ahead of eric church if I were to compare, if I were to go in not liking either one, maybe Eric Church gets the nod on just the show itself in general, but just my affection for Garth puts him uh, in the number two slot. It's good stuff. Chris Gaines, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> Couldn't tell you a song. What a terrible experiment that was. Now, I'll tell you something crazy on his documentary, which is on Netflix. I had to borrow my sister's password to check out the Garth documentary on there. Trisha Yearwood's on there and she talks about Chris. You know, they talk about Chris Gaines a decent amount. And she says that that's her favorite. Those are her favorite songs of his. Wow. Stop. I can't, she can't be serious. Dude, dude, go listen to it. That I love that series that kind of audible i don't know what it was the 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 video series of him he's a weird cat man yeah he is he's a little strange but he's a i mean that's a great thing that's a great show to see number one well coming in at number one for me uh this is my favorite band uh still out there still putting out albums actually going to go see them in august just trying to decide if I want to go on the weekend or on a weeknight. Uh, actually seen, I've seen this band four times, but the first show, an indoor show, was actually the best. And that's rare for me because I would say most artists, I'm going to choose their outdoor show over an indoor show nine times out of ten. 
But it might have just been because this was the first time seeing him. Uh, me and my buddy Hank Bates in October of 2009 took my little black Honda Civic down 85 to Atlanta. Uh, I can remember vividly stopping at some pretty sketchy gas stations with bullet holes to the window, going the wrong way some way in downtown Atlanta, thinking we were going to die. By the time we finally made it to the show, just going to tell you, it, it just made it for one of the most epic experiences. Uh, this was Kings of Leon in Phillips Arena, October 9th, 2009, on a Saturday, only by the night with Use Somebody and all those tracks had just come out uh, the year prior. So, I mean, those were still pretty popular hits. But I'm telling you, every song that they played, and actually songs that were older than that have become some of my favorite songs of theirs. Um, and I've seen them, you know, three additional times and going again this fall, but Kings of Leon uh, prior to lead singer, Caleb's alcohol issues, um, man, they put on a heck of a show. So number one, KOL. Great pick. Great band. I've not seen them live, but I, I would be down to, to see them, man. Super talented. I love I don't know all the band members' name, but you said the lead singer's name is. They're all related, the Follow Wills. Yep. Yeah, he's got a unique voice, and yeah, I, I dig it. It's, yeah, well, Kevin, what are you doing next month? Probably be in Disney World. That's true. Shocker. <laughs> Good pick there, Christian. I love it. Thank love you. Thank it. you. Number one for me, I'm sure that this is coming back, so I'm not going to steal all the thunder. This may have been my biggest objection to doing this show because I, I pretty if it if it's not number one for multiple people, it's a crime. Uh, this is going to be I'm going to throw multiple shows in of the same artist, but there's one that clearly stands out above the rest. Uh, this is Pearl Jam and Fenway, a magical night, a perfect night weather-wise, and great seats, great atmosphere. Uh, just a just a, a very memorable experience, Pearl Jam. And then I'll just go a step further and say that Kevin introduced me to Pearl Jam. So we, just to make a long story short, we went to Baltimore to see Clemson, Maryland. Pearl, the Pearl Jam concert was just like, hey, yeah, let's do them because Kevin's obsessed with Pearl Jam. I was learning about <laughs> Pearl Jam. I didn't even, you know, I knew like their one song, Oh, well, oh, well. That's all I know. Last kiss. Yeah. And so I, um, we're, we're like driving up and, and Kevin has given us all this information. And then you get out there and Eddie Vedder's like 50 years old and he's swinging around. He put on an incredible show. That really opened me up like, okay, I got to give, I got to give Pearl Jam a chance. And then we saw him in Greenville. And we got verses cover to cover, which I understand, Kevin, is a very rare uh, occurrence. It's actually, it's never happened before, right? We, we saw it the one time. Yeah, they've only played uh, an album cover to cover, front to back, in a, in a show like that, I don't know, five times maybe? Yeah, so, I mean, just, a, just an incredible concert all through and through. But Pearl Jam at Fenway Park, absolutely the greatest concert I've ever been to bar none so that's my number one pearl jam i would just say uh, the fenway show if i had to pick we'll just keep it rolling right along number one for me um, is also pearl jam and fenway park not a lot to add there i mean just a magical evening I, I don't think you mentioned the phenomenal concession stands 
I would also add a favorite moment in that night is for those pod listeners, I was very much a new Pearl Jam fan leading up to this show. I had ranked my top, I don't know, what was it, Kevin, 40 Pearl Jam songs. They gave me songs every week to listen to. And the song that I wanted to hear the most, Future Days, there was a moment, maybe 30, 45 seconds, where it sounded like a real possibility. Eddie kind of let in to, you know, talking about something. And all of a sudden, I can see Kevin, man. He's, he feels like it's coming. He's looking at me like, oh, my God, is this about to happen? It didn't, but it was fun for a moment. Yeah, he, he teased you. It ended up being just breathe. I felt bad for you. Yeah, it was it was a it was a heartbreaker. I mean, just breathe. I think was probably in the top half of my songs at least. If I had to go back and look, maybe not actually. But scrolling through the list now, am I correct that other than um, Future Days, is it Yellow Lead Better that is your second favorite song? Is that accurate? Sirens and Man of the Hour also up there. I'd have to probably re-listen to rank them but alive and low light would kind of round out that top six or seven. Yeah. So yeah, you like that, the slower Pearl jam. Um, I, I'll take any Pearl jam I can get, but man, I, I definitely prefer those bangers, man, those heavy hitters, but yeah, Pearl jam at number one for me, just hearing Brant talk about him gives me goosebumps. I can't wait to see him again. I'm currently sitting on those Nashville tickets. Hopefully they announce something here soon. That would be, be fantastic, but man, just, been my my favorite band for such a long time and i feel like every single album you know they put things out so rarely that every single album tends to be amazing at least in my opinion i know i'm biased on that but the thing that makes pearl jam magical is their live shows i mean you can you can get 30 concerts in 30 nights and it's going to be 30 different set lists and you're probably only going to have 25% of those songs that are actually going to be recycled. And so that makes it, that makes it, it incredibly fun being there in the moment. What are they going to play next? What are they going to open with? What are their, what are they going to close with tonight? Again, just, you know, what are they going to cover because they cover so much? I, I do wish they'd kind of slow that down a little bit. Um, I, I feel like the Pearl Jam songs are better than most of the songs they actually cover, but man, just absolutely love them. I do, I do like them when they, when they play more, you're, you're obviously going to get an Eddie Vedder rant at some point in time during there, you know, he's going to be making a PSA announcement about something, you know, and, but whatever, you know, he gets through it and then they start just crushing it again. So yeah, we've shared some, some fun times in Baltimore, Boston, Greenville, I know you guys highlighted the Fenway show. I'm going to do Greenville just because that's the hometown show and the fact that they play versus front to back. And, you know, I don't know. It probably got two or three songs into it, and I knew what was happening at that moment in time. I about lost my mind. And that was a unique perspective. We were behind the show, uh, the stage, but on Mike's side. And, uh, Branch, you mentioned Last Kiss. They turned around and played Last Kiss kind of yeah. to, the, to the rear of the house. But it – we were close, even though it was behind the the stage, it was still pretty good seat. So Pearl Jam coming in at number one. Can't wait to see them again. I hope they tour until, until it's all said and done, man. But uh, that's, that's, that's my list. I will just say, Kevin, that I knew you were a big Pearl Jam fan. There was no doubt in my mind. But your ability to identify that early what we were experiencing in Greenville was – second to none. I just knew I was like this this guy's the biggest Pearl Jam 
band ever lived. We're literally on the third song of the album. You're like, we're getting, this is versus cover to cover. This is like, <laughs> and then it just fell right in every song cover to cover. And you identified it so early that it was just a cool experience because we all knew exactly what was coming. Yeah, uh, Man, that was such a good show. I will say that, that the Podfather's ability to uh, identify a Pearl Jam song in a live venue like that within like half a second is one of the more impressive things I've seen in quite some time. Yeah. I remember, Listen. I remember you commented on that at the Fenway show, but I, you know, I'm a junkie though. I've been listening to <laughs> like army reserve. You was like, boom, army reserve. This is That's rare. Right. That's yeah, right. I mean, I, I remember you being like, this is rare. This is rare. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if they come anywhere again and you're going, Kevin, I'm booking a ticket. So hey, they're I'm, definitely on my list along with Foo Fighters who I'm surprised. Have you not seen them? Weren't, weren't you a big fan? Yeah, and I do like them, but I, I have consciously made a decision not to go see the Foos a few times just simply because I don't think Dave Grohl sounds too good live. It, really? It screams and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just don't dig all the, the screaming. Yeah, so. that's a good call. All right, well, let's do a quick review. We've got Christian coming in at number five, Jimmy Eat World, number four, OAR, number three, Dave Matthews Band, number two, A was Eric Church, and number two, B was Zach Brown Band, and number one was Kings of Leon. Branch, your fifth pick was Brooks and Dunn and Reba out in Vegas. Number four was Bruno Mars with the opener, Dua Lipa. Number three, Mumford and Sons. Number two, Dead and Co. And number one, Pearl Jam, The Fenway Show. Number five for Colin was Dead and Co. Number four, Jimmy Buffett. Number three, Corey Smith. Number two, Alan Jackson with an opener uh, of Leanne Rhymes. And number one, Pearl Jam, The Fenway Show as well. And then coming at number five for me, I had no doubt the Goo Goo Dolls and Bush, my very first show. Number four was Aerosmith. Number three, Eric Church. Number two, Garth Brooks. And number one, Pearl Jam. Does that make y'all miss some live shows? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, <clears throat> Ready to get back. Big time. Big time. Well, listen, we are ranking our pet peeves on episode number 27 coming up next week. So be sure to join us again for episode number 27. Thanks for listening to this week's show, and we look forward to doing it again. Say goodnight, Kevin. Kevin.